Alright, it worked today. My intro actually worked. Yes, this is great. It is so good to be on with my brother alongside me. Um, I am going to close this chat window over here, folks. Olivier, give me a second and then I'm gonna I am gonna get I am going to do I told you I was going to do my imitation of a Frenchman. I know what you are thinking right now. How pathetic. It's a terrible, terrible one. <laughs> Don't you? I, I look at it, I, I got the smile, and I know what you're thinking. It's a horrible one. Right now, I'm just trying to get over and figure out my docs. Where's my docs? Here it I is. I think Peter, Peter Sellers has to move over and let you <laughs> take the role of Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Pablo. I have today Olivier Melnik. <laughs> okay, I won't do it anymore. I won't do it anymore. Everybody. Olivier Melnick is in the house. Brother Olivier, thank you so much for coming on. It's so good to Pleasure. see you. So good to Pleasure see you. Pleasure and honor. Yeah, Looking so um, you're in Texas. Let's see if we got any folks from Texas on. This is, I love doing this. Um, the Serpents and Doves family, welcome, everybody. Uh, I, I missed last Thursday. I know it was a, uh, a pre-recorded. We thought we were going to go to a swim championship. We ended up getting under the weather. Unfortunately, didn't go. But it was cool being on the live chat with everybody. So, as always, I love to know where everybody is from. Just let uh, Olivia and I know we already have R. Fry from Seattle, Washington. I'm curious if we got anyone from Texas in the house. Your paisan. I, you know, I, I moved from Seattle to Texas a year ago. Oh, there you go. So these are somewhat your your paisano. Okay, there we go. Karen Lusby from Texas. So Texas is in the house. This is great. This is uh. This is so good. If you don't like it when I do this, it's uh, how you say, uh, too bad. So sorry. Okay. I really wish I could do a really <laughs> bad Spanish accent, but I can't. Oh man, that's great. Uh, you know, try it. Can you? Do you want to try? No. No. I really, no, I really don't want to try. But I tell you what, I'm thinking. Uh, you know, as far as you know, your you know your your ancestry is from uh, uh, Argentina. Argentina. And I was born in Paris, France. And with what's going on with the World Cup right now, yeah. uh, it's very possible that in a couple of days, Argentina will play France in the final. That's it's a right. good thing we're doing the show today <laughs> and not next week. <laughs> That's right. It would have been a very different show if, if it would have <laughs> happened next week. That's for sure. Hey, listen, um, actually, my ancestors, uh, Frasini, so Italian, and then they settled in Argentina. So do you, can you do an Italian accent? No. Oh, man. So uh, do I have to imitate everything? I'm a like an Italiano. Is this is very nice. No. You know, I when I walked into this, into this program, <laughs> I really didn't know what we were going to be discussing. If we're discussing accents, this is going to be a very short. Program. Yeah. Okay, folks, that's the end. Let's wrap it up but, now. But see, I do I do a French accent, but I don't even have to try. I love it though. Yeah, but yours sounds good. Like you said, mine sounds like Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> All right, so we have folks. We got Texas is in the house. Uh, let me see. We got Northern Virginia. We got Illinois. Um, I got actually somebody that wrote in from Israel, which to me was a huge blessing to know that the oh. Word of God is getting out into Israel as well. We got Missouri, Richmond, Virginia, Louisiana. Bakersfield is in the house, so we got Cali's in the house. Oklahoma, Vancouver. Uh, let's see, where else? Canada, we got Winnipeg, Wendy from Winnipeg. I love doing this. Um, 
I do uh, it too, and I do a live show. I love to see who's, who's coming. It really is, is. It warms my heart. Yeah, and you know, I'm waiting to see somebody from the Vatican. One of these days, we're going to get somebody from the Vatican. I'm waiting to see somebody from France. I know, right? Do we have any any French here? No? No, You. I know the French folks right now, they're all praying that they will win the game tomorrow. So I understand. It's okay. If if there is if, if there is a time where the French people pray, it's got to be right it's now. It's got to be right now. Oh, man. And then we have Cece from South Africa, our dear Cece from South Africa, South Texas, San Jose. This is great. I love seeing Minneapolis, Toronto. So the Lord's people are in the house, the Serpents Amen. and Doves family. And uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for what we're going to talk about. It's not an easy subject. You've been talking about this uh, for a long time. How many years now? Um, I really started concentrating on the topic of anti-Semitism uh, early in 2000. So we're going on 22, 22, 23 years. Wow. So it's been a while, folks. You're in for a ride. This is going to be a good one. And I'm excited to have uh, Brother Olivier here. Now, I said I was, I asked if I could ask you this question because I, I mean no disrespect this is a serious question as dumb and as stupid as this may sound i've always wondered and now that i have my completed messianic brother in front of me how does the yarmulke stay on your head what's a yarmulke or the i'm sorry the, I'm just i'm messing little, with you I'm messing, yeah i know I'm you know you. what yeah. You said it right, but you made fun of the French accent, so I'm going to pick on you for the rest of the show. <laughs> do it. Please do. No, I. you uh, know what? You need to keep me honest, too. I think this yeah, is good. So the yarmulke here is, uh, this is a question I get asked a lot, and, uh, you know, I, I, I speak in a lot, of, a lot of places, and I usually come and I says, now, when we start the Q&A session, I usually tell people, now, the first question you all have on your mind that you really want it's a very deep theological question is how does he keep this thing on his head and well let's give about 30 seconds for the the uh, the audience yeah let's see yes yes that's a right? good one yes. yes how do i keep this thing on my head that's a good one okay so we'll wait 20 30 seconds while we just you know what if can you guys see if, am i blushing you made me blush man you made I me made blush. blush. Yeah, this is because I, I thought I asked the wrong question. I thought I called it the wrong name and I'm all uh -oh. tell you what, in the next in the next minute, okay, like in the next 30 <laughs> seconds, if somebody really guess how I'm keeping this on my head, if they email me, uh, you know, if, if they find the answer on your way, I will send them a free copy of my book, The Time Is Now. There you so, go, guys. So, little contest. Okay, so, contest here. Okay, how long are we gonna wait for that? 30 seconds. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what okay i'm gonna put you i'm gonna put silicon valley steve on the spot he said duct tape come on dude it's not duct tape and it's not horns and it's not spray glue you know do you remember hey you know what i'm follically challenged i shaved my head but do you remember i think it was the 80s where you had that spray on hair do you remember that stuff I never used it, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, oh, so the time, time's up. Nobody. Okay. Nobody uh, let me. Well, hold on. Let me see. Uh, we got uh, spray glue, Zelcro, glue stick, hairspray, and Bobby. Zel Zelcro or Velcro? What is that? It's uh, well, I don't know. They said Zelcro, but this is uh, Pamela said that. But then we got Liz Miner that said Velcro. Okay, uh, Liz, you're the winner. Oh, Liz Miner, there you go. You gotta hit Olivier up. It is Velcro. Wow, look at that. Okay, so wait, is this an Olivier thing or is this no, across no, no, the board? No, no. It's a, it's a, it's a double-sided Velcro tape. So the you you glue on the inside of your yarmulke yeah. and then the other side the the crunchy part of the Velcro 
uh, attaches oh, to the soft hair. The so hair. the soft part is played by your hair, and the crunchy is attached. You know, you know, it stays. Dude, that is crazy. So you can this go to a such a deep theological show. I'm loving it. So you can go to a heavy metal concert and go headbanging like this, right? And it won't so come off. So make sure. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Liz Miner. Liz Miner. Liz Miner needs to email me at Olivier Melnick for truth at gmail.com and I will send you a signed copy. You email me your address, I'll send you a signed copy. There you go, Liz Miner. So you guys didn't think you were in for a contest today, right? You know what? You just uh, I think you just started something pretty cool here. So, all right, folks. Um you know what? Let's get crack a lacking. Let's do this thing because you and I we could just probably talk forever and ever. I haven't asked you about your barbecue ribs and I won't because we're going to get stuck on that. Tom brags about your barbecue ribs all yeah. the time and so um yeah and the thing is you know i'm a jew and i don't keep kosher so that yeah. might open some 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 interesting discussion okay well we we'll get to that at the end so we don't have any time to, for a discussion but tell you what folks <laughs> i like that idea <laughs> we'll wait till the end all right let's do some uh let's do some housekeeping and of course here is the lovely black screen and I forgot to switch it. And I know everybody is looking at the black screen wondering why are we staring at a black screen? So just give me a second. Ta-da! There we go. All right, folks. So again, all of you guys, well, the majority of the Serpents and Doves family out there knows the website. It's linked below as well. Please share it with uh, as many people as you can because we have some really, really good um Really good guests on here. Case in point today, Olivia. And we had, uh, let's see, we had Lee, Tim Gaines from uh, Striper, and we had Mike Gendron, uh, a lot of folks. Tom, Pastor Tom's going to be on here again. So, and, and if you guys feel led by the Lord to help support the work that I'm doing, you can do that right there on the donate button. And um, or you can go to the shop tab. I did. Let me come back here real quick, Olivier. I wanted to tell everybody I'm going to be doing new stuff, um, but I'm going to structure it a little different. I'm going to do pre-orders. The reason why I'm going to do pre-orders is because the apparel that I'm going to be doing is going to be limited runs only. And once those are done, after the pre-orders are done, I'm not taking any more. And then I'm going to move on to another style. That way the line stays fresh. All right, folks. Um, let me come back over here because we are not here about me today. We have Olivier. Okay, Olivier, this is your gig, baby. Why don't you walk us through this? Well, this is uh, this you're showing on the screen my YouTube channel, Olivia Melnick today through Jewish Eyes. If you if you go, you know, uh, at Olivia Melnick. Okay, let me go over here. You that's your me. that's your YouTube yeah. channel right there. there. There you go. So that's my YouTube channel. I post a daily devotional every morning, about a minute long. It's called the One Minute Devotional. Oh yeah. Uh, the, and uh, so every day of the week, I post a devotional. And then uh, once or twice a week, depends, I do the Olivier Prophecy Minute, which is anywhere from two to four minutes on, uh, you know, a, a, a verse of the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, prophecy uh, uh, things. And I, I have all the feasts in there, the prophetic significance of the feast. Uh, I, I do a lot of things on anti-Semitism, which is my specialty. So there's like over at the, close to 500 videos right now on that channel. Wow, that's a lot, man. You have been busy. How long have you had this YouTube channel for? Well, I've had it for a long time, but I didn't do anything with it. I really have been about a year and a half I've been doing stuff on. Uh, so, uh, and there's a video on that channel, which I really want to encourage people to to to, to view. It's called Evelyn 
like the, the name Evelyn yep. returns to Po, P-A-U. This is a story of my mother, how she was hidden by a family of Gentiles during the war and protected from the Nazis and survived the Holocaust. Okay, where... There um, you go, right there. Where uh, is it? The, the, yeah, that one. This one right... Wait, no, where am I? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, there we go. One, uh, it's got a, 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 town, a town sign. This is a... Yeah, that's the video. Uh, it, it, it gives a little blurb at the beginning and then it goes... It's all in French from a French TV show that honored the family that, my, that saved my mother and Yad Vashem made them righteous Gentiles. It was quite very cool when I discovered that. This is great. So can we link this to... Um, I will you can tell, link it any way you want. I'm going to have our lovely moderators um, put this up on the chat. So if you guys can do that, that would be wonderful. Um, and if, yeah, and yeah, and you, if your audience, if they want to subscribe to my channel, I I put a lot of content there, and I also answer questions the best I can. So sometimes people ask me questions in the comments, and I try to answer my my the emails or the okay. questions the best I can. Well, so. you also have this website here called newantisemitism.com. Yeah, and that one is basically that that on that one I put all my uh, I, my my books are there. And all my articles that I, you know, I do an article probably about one a week that I write <laughs> on something, either something in the news. Of course, I did stuff on Kanye, did stuff on, you know, and we can probably talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, because I specialize in anti-Semitism, a lot of stuff that I talk about, most people either don't know or don't talk about. So it's okay. very unique. Okay, um, very uh, cool. not that many of us doing that. You know what? It's chock full of stuff, folks. You go to resources here and you have your podcast there and you have a lot of really good um, you have a lot of good resources here. So I would encourage everybody to go check out Olivier's YouTube channel, subscribe there, and then also newantisemitism.com. I did see um, our lovely moderators posting the websites. Ruthie is posting them right there. Beautiful. And so, awesome. um, and also I just put the link in to, uh, your mom's story in the chat folks. So it's uh, a great story. If, if anybody wants to go and check it out there, I'm going to add it to the description as soon as we, we, you know, tie this and all up. Depending on how the show goes and how we discuss things, I might, I, I might take a minute to tell the story because it's very, it's, it's not very long. The, the show uh, that was about a, a nine minute segment, but the story of my mother, what happened and how it happened is really uh, uh, it, it 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 reveals the human uh, the human condition quite well. But we'll get to that uh, when we get there. Amen. So uh, I think I got everything. We got your websites. We got all the goodies, folks. And I think we are ready to roll. So I am going to throw the very first question out to you. Please define anti-Semitism and what exactly is a sem a Semite? All right. Okay, well, I'll start with the second part of the question. And actually, all this is in my book, uh, End, Anti End Times Anti-Semitism. You can get on my site or on Amazon. Yes. And who are the Semites? I want to read. Oh, nice. You got a copy. Yeah, I hope you, I got me. It. you sent it. Yep. And I love it because okay. this is the best part. Sorry to interrupt. Right there. But, uh, I love it. That is near and dear for me. So I highly so, encourage you. Know, in in uh, Genesis chapter 5 and chapter 6, and Noah was 500 years old, and Noah became the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And then in 610, and Noah became the father of three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. So uh, one of his three sons, Shem, is the father of, of, the, of the Semites. So the Semites come from one of three sons. Now, we know that the Semites, being Jewish people, 
could not come from ham because ham's not kosher. Okay, that here's my first joke. Oh, oh that's a good one. I know, I know, it's bad, it's bad. I, I, I got worse ones. Oh, and you uh, know what? I have I I have a special effect here that see I'd have to look for it, but uh, it it's the trunch. Uh, so yeah, well, that, oh, there you go. go that. So so the Semites are descendants of Shem. Okay. Okay. And uh, but here is what's interesting. Uh, the the Semites to this day. The Jews and the Arabs are descendants of Shem. So they're, they're uh, the Semites are Jews and Arabs. They're cousins. We're cousins. You know, and then you look at the, uh, you know, uh, uh, Isaac and Ishmael. So sure. to this day, it continues that, the, you know, when you say, uh, you know, uh, you have uh, Semitic, uh, uh, you're, you're, you, you are of Semitic descent, it means that you could be a Jew or an Arab. What is fascinating to me is that when the word is used in a negative way, anti-semitism or anti-semitic uh, or anti-semite yeah. is never describing hatred of an arab how it's it... only describing hatred of a jew absolutely yeah yeah you've never heard a guy says i hate arabs yeah. he's such an anti-semite no yeah right you know and so, so he might be he might be actually accused of uh is being an islamophobe which is actually not the same as hating the arabs because one is a people group, the other one is a an ideology. Yeah. They're really two different things. Yeah. But, you know, that's for a different day. So uh, uh, the Semites are the descendants of, of Shem and they're Jews and Arabs. And anti-Semitism describes uh, something that is only connected to the Jewish people. My definition of anti-Semitism goes like this. Anti-Semitism and and pay attention to the first two words because they're very, very important. They separate people like you and I who understand the source of anti-Semitism from all the other books that have been written. And I have a lot of books on anti-Semitism and on the Holocaust and because that's my specialty. Sure. So I have a lot of books. And all the people that write about anti-Semitism, they, for the vast majority of them, especially from a Jewish perspective, they they, they omit to the, 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 the aspect that is a spiritual battle. They don't talk about god or satan and they just go like it's a bad thing and people have to fight it but they completely you know they, they ignore the fact that it is a spiritual battle yeah so my definition goes like this anti-semitism is the irrational demonic hatred of the jewish people and israel characterized by thoughts words and or deeds let yeah. me repeat Anti-Semitism is the irrational, demonic hatred of the Jewish people and of Israel, characterized by thoughts, words, and deeds. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really, really good definition. So now that we established uh, exactly what anti-Semitism is, and, and it is true what you just said, because every time we hear the word uh, anti-Semitism, the first thing we think of is hatred against the Jewish people, right? So it is. Yeah. And so um, it's important for us to know what I want to cover today is where it started, where we could trace its roots, where we're at with it right now, and where it's headed. And I think most of us that are watching this know exactly where we're headed with this, especially in light of Bible prophecy and eschatology. But <clears throat> before we get there, let's, let's move on to the past. So um, first of all, what does scripture tell us about hatred against his people or what we would call anti-Semitism? Let's start there and then move on 
to where uh, where it uh, its origins and and uh, uh, you know we've seen it in the past. So I'll let you take over. You're gonna, you're gonna force me to use my Bible. I sure you? am. You bet I am. We love it. What took, what took you so long? I know, right? <laughs> what took me so long to get the sword out? So it's a good place to start, as always in the, in the, in the beginning. Bereshit, which is the Hebrew for in the, in beginning, the beginning, which is of course the book of Genesis. And in Genesis, the first interaction that God has with somebody that will actually uh, get the Jewish people started is uh, God's inter interaction with Abraham. At the time, he's not even Abraham; he's Abram. Right. And the first three verses are key. Now, the Lord, twelve one through three. Now, the Lord said to Abraham, "Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse." And the one who curses you, I will curse. Uh, and in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Yes. So that's, you know, I I, I like to, I, what I call this, and I got this from, I don't know if you're familiar with Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum. Oh, yeah, uh, you bet. Uh, I got this from Arnold years ago. He calls this God's foreign policy when it comes to Israel. <laughs> I love Genesis it. Genesis 12, 3. Yep. And God's foreign policy is, if you bless the Jews, you'll be blessed. If you curse the Jews, you'll be cursed. Yep. Now, Maybe God really doesn't mean that seriously. Well, let's look at Psalm 83 real quick. Yeah, love it. Psalm 83, which is, by the way, uh, Psalm 83 is the, um, uh, when I was at Moody uh, over 20 years ago, I was challenged to do a sermon on Psalm 83 uh, for a class. And when, when I prepared the sermon, it was in 2000, and I was... Uh, um, I thought, okay, you know, it's it talks about the the, the enemies of Israel, so I, it would be good if I could find some some examples in the news about how it's going against the Jews right, right. now. And it was the time of the Second Intifada in two thousand, and in in, in in Intifada means uprising, it's you know, like a civil civil war between the Palestinians and the uh, and the Israelis. And so I thought, you know, I look in the news and I started collecting data and make a big big file bigger 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 and that's why i wrote my first book on anti-semitism because of that sermon i prepared on psalm 83 wow. but uh something that's really uh, unique is um uh asaph wrote the psalm and he's like pleading with god and he's talking about the enemies and he goes he goes behold your enemies i'll read verse two through five sure behold your enemies make an uproar and those who hate you have exalted themselves they make shrewd plans against your people that's israel and conspire together against your treasured ones, the Jewish people. Listen to this. It's, it sounds, it's almost like it's coming out of the news today. They have said, come and let us wipe them out as a nation that the name of Israel be remembered no more. You hear this from, from uh, different uh, you know, leaders in the Middle East and yeah. in other countries. And here's the key verse. And that's so important. For they have conspired together with one mind against you, the Mecca Covenant. The yeah. enemies of Israel... The enemies of the Jewish people are called by Asaph the enemies of God. Yeah. So when Christians tell me that, you know, that I'm not anti-Semitic, but, you know, I think that Israel this and the Jewish people that, and they, they're trying to wrestle with how they, they can justify their anti-Zionist, anti-Israel, but not anti-Semitic. Basically, I tell them, listen, you cannot hate Israel or the Jewish people. I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying they're safe. Of course, saved. of course. And I'm just saying that biblically speaking, if you love God, you have no other option but to love Israel. Amen. Amen. I agree. Let me ask you a question because I've heard this way too many times and it's pretty frustrating, is the fact that 
Um, and this, I think, <clears throat> has its roots steeped in replacement theology, is they try to say, for example, in verse 3 of Genesis chapter 12, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And they say, well, no, see, God isn't talking about Israel. This is specifically talking about Abraham. Now, you and I both know that's not the case here. But when someone tries to present it from that perspective, that the Lord didn't mean, no, he's not going to curse anybody who curses Israel, because this was just in reference to Abraham. How do you rebuttal that? Well, I mean, the, the, the promises that God made to Abraham, first of all, in Genesis 12, uh, God makes a promise or a series of promises to Abraham. It's not a covenant with him until Genesis 15, mm -hmm. when he makes the covenant and he gives him the Correct. land boundaries <clears throat> at the end of chapter 15. And then it's repeated through Isaac, yep. the whole book of Genesis, and repeated through, through, uh, uh, through Jacob. So it's not just the promise he made to Abraham. The, the same promise is made through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through the 12 tribes. So when people actually connected to that, that, uh, that question is people tell me all the time, how do you define who's Jewish? Well, biblically speaking, a Jew is a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Correct. one of the 12 tribes. Correct. So you can't just stop at Abraham. Because uh, you know, you know, in a new in a New Testament, it talks about you know the sons, sons, children of Abraham, sons of Abraham. Well, it could be a Jew or an Arab. Yeah. Because Abraham had you sure. know, he had you know multiple wives, and yet you know he had uh, um, Isaac and, and Ishmael. So so you have to go through the whole lineage of Abraham, the, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and the twelve sons of uh, of Jacob, the twelve tribes. In in when he you know he makes all the uh, when the Jacob makes all the different. Uh, 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 promises to his sons in chapter 49 of, of, of um, uh, Genesis. Yep. Uh, and so uh, so if you stop, and if you just take the first three verses of Genesis, you could make a case for, well, God is only speaking to Abraham, but you've got to look at the whole narrative. Yep. You've got to look at the whole book of Genesis. You know, and uh, uh, it, it, you know, you've heard this before, uh, uh, Pablo, a text without a context is a pretext. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And also, I mean, the golden rule of interpretation is if the, if the text makes sense, seek no other sense lest you come up with nonsense. And I mean, that's boiled down to its bare, you know, essential uh, simplicity. Um, right. But at the end of the day, yeah, I agree 100%. And you've, again, we've got to look at it in context, you know, Abraham is the patriarch. He is the one that God called out of Ur of the Chaldees, correct? And so he is, he is the Don Vito Corleone. Yeah. What are you talking about? You know, this what I, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. A, that, that's a bad one. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's the Don. I don't think we're going to call him Don Abraham, right? When we get to But yes, I agree 100%. It's really important for us. To know, and I love this part too here, which a lot of us miss, is, and in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And haven't we, as a culture and throughout history, been blessed by the Jewish people? Yes, we have. I mean, in more ways than one, in, what, in so many areas— Right. Yeah, I'm this... gonna, I, I, on that one, I'm going to let you talk about that because, I mean, I, I, I have data on that, but, you know, it's it's always uncomfortable for me to say the Jews have blessed the well, world. Well, why? You know, I mean, I mean in, no, and I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that because, you know what, we have been blessed by the Jewish people, by the Jewish nation. If anybody says no, well, then I would highly encourage them to go look at areas in science and in mathematics and in literature, in, in medicine. I mean, you can just go down the list 
and go find out how many of those that had breakthrough technology in all of those areas and more, how many of those were Jewish? Just, well, just a challenge. I, I, I will just give you that piece of information. Please, by all means. Of the, of the, uh, the just a little over 900, maybe close, close to 900, uh, Nobel Prizes since the Nobel uh, Prize started, which I think was in early 1900. Yeah. Okay? Since since the beginning of the Nobel Prize, not the Peace Prize, the, all of the, the no, Nobel right, Prize, right, right, yep. Of the 900 that have been given over that period of time, over about a little over 100 years, of the 900, 22 percent of them have been given to Jews. That's huge. That is and enormous. The Jewish people represent currently point zero point. I mean point zero point zero. 1% of the world population. Yeah. What do we have right now? Are we at 16 million? Uh, no, not even that. F no, 15 million. Okay. So we're at 15 and, million right now. And, and, and here, you know, I wrote this in the recent article. I think the one before, the, the, the one that's right before the one that's uh, uh, featured on my, on my uh, newantisemitism.com, uh, because people were always argue that what's the number one accusation that people make uh, of Jews, you know, people like Kanye West and, and all those those clowns that they, they say, well, the Jews are trying to take over the world. They want to they want to control the banks. They want to control Hollywood. They want to control. So here is here is the reality, Pablo. Yeah. And, and this is something that people are going to have to accept. We are disproportionately represented in the world. Yeah. Yes, we are. There are more Jews in there are the, there there are a lot of Jews in Hollywood. There are a lot of Jews in the banking system. There are a lot of Jews in the financial world, in the legal world, in the medical world. Yes, there are a lot of Jews. We are disproportionately represented, absolutely. But guess what? Not to take over the world, but to make it better. That's that's yeah. the big difference. Yeah. We are not interested in taking over taking over the world. We just want to make it a better place. Well, didn't the Lord call us to do that? All of those that are in Christ. I mean, didn't of the course. Lord tell us that He gave us yeah. dominion over the earth and we're to we're to make it obviously we're to make it better because we have Christ within us. You know and, what I'm and, saying? And I think that it, it comes down to there is a certain amount of jealousy from people. Sure. You know, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so I, I, I don't know, but it, it's the numbers. You know, the numbers are there. Twenty-two percent of all the Nobel prizes are given to Jews, and and it's not a Jewish organization. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's uh, you know given by uh, the Jewish government. You know, yep. it's it's a uh, so well. And you know what, the Lord, I'll, I'll say this much: How t I mean, Israel is so little; it is tiny. I hear it is uh, about the size of what New New, New Jersey. Jersey, New Jersey, right? It's small, but even within its scope, how small it is, you have an amazing Air Force. You guys have one of the best Air Forces in the entire world. You guys have one of the best militaries in all the, in, in all the world, the IDF. Um, yeah. You guys, uh, what you were able to do, you took a swampland... And when I mean you, I'm talking about the Jewish people. Yeah, their I mean, innovation. I was born in France. I'm not Correct. from Israel, but I, I get that. I you get that. you know what I mean, and I just want to clarify that. I mean the Jewish people, their their innovation, and I believe that you know God really blessed them. I look, I have to say this, folks. Um, of all the people in the entire world who have been persecuted, the Jewish people have been persecuted the most and the harshest of all folks of all people all throughout history. So the conversation that 
that Olivier and I are having, it's not like this is a pleasant conversation. This isn't something that, oh, this is great, you know, good. Oh, this is uh, good and for a great talk, great talk. No, this is a hard conversation to have. Why is that? It's because God's people, the Jewish people, the apple of his eye, have been persecuted so heavily throughout history. And you know what? The worst is not past. The worst is yet to come. And so I want to make sure that we extend grace and that we extend, uh, as we talk about this, that we're gentle in our approach, because this is not, for me at least, is not an easy conversation, okay? Because all throughout history, the church, unfortunately, has had a big role to play in anti-Semitism. And if you guys, I encourage you guys to get his book, and you chronicle in here um, the the church fathers. Now, some of them. Some, yeah. yeah, some of them. And when you guys read this and see here, I, there's things I just can't say here on, on YouTube for fear of, not fear, I really don't fear, but I just don't want another strike and then I got to wait two weeks and, you know, that whole dumb song and dance. But at some point, um, Olivia, you and I might jump on Rumble and uh, be able to just talk freely there. But um, at the risk of of being censored, uh, let me just tell you that the, the church fathers, their writings were anti-Semitic to the core. Not all of them, but the stuff they wrote against railing against the Jewish people was gnarly. Now, I know Chrysostom was one of the worst offenders. His name was, they called him Golden Mouth because of his mm -hmm. oratory skills and I can't say the things that he he spoke against the Jewish people, but they were really bad. Okay, and then, okay, so let me um, let's let's kind of bring it just a hair forward. Where did it really start to take traction? Because we know that unfortunately the Jewish people have always, as I just said, been been persecuted, right? We have it in Russia and early Russia, and and all, really all throughout history, but. At what point did it really start to ramp up leading into uh, World War II? Uh, it's, okay, so so anti-Semitism did not happen in a vacuum. It did not sure. happen overnight. Like, sure. okay, we're going to start hating the Jews. It, it was it was a, a progressive thing that, that took place. Uh, and it, it started, I mean, you, you, you see cases of it in, uh, in the Bible. Uh, in the Bible, you see the, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the book of Esther is all about, you know, Haman, hating Correct. the Jews, destroy all the Jews. Uh, uh, and there's some very interesting parallels from the text in the Bible, from what Haman is saying to uh, uh, to the king uh, and, and how, uh, how he proceeded to try to eliminate the Jews and what he did to do that and what Hitler did in, in Nazi Germany. I wrote an article on that. It's some some very, very eerie uh, parallels between the two. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, read one of your quotes from, from Hitler here that you have in your book. Go sorry? ahead. No, I'm going to read a quote that you have from Hitler here that goes along with what you're saying, but but I'll let you okay. continue. You want to do it now? You want to do it when I'm done? Uh, no, you know what? Let me read it right now since you're on it. Um, this is on page 38, and what you're talking about... Um, just to kind of set it, you have these really great boxes called Back to the Future. And you say here, uh, Adolf Hitler tried profiling Jewish people based on the now debunked pseudoscience known as eugenics. Unfortunately, eugenics um, is alive and well. It's reared its ugly, disgusting head in more ways than one. It's not going yeah. away anytime soon. Um, and then we have, uh, you, you, you go on and you say, the use of despicable caricatures as a way to promote hatred, is not new and continues on today. 
With demeaning and demonic caricatures being taught today to school-aged children and young adults to indoctrinate them in hatred of Jewish people from an early age. This quote from Hitler shows a a demonization of all Jewish males. And this is the quote, all right? Quote, you know, I probably shouldn't do this, but I'm so tempted to read it like this with a Klaus Schwab accent, but it's probably probably not not good. (laughs) Yeah, because I don't want to get kicked off. It says this, quote, The black-haired Jewish youth lies in wait for hours on end, satanically glaring at and spying on the unsuspicious girl whom he plans to seduce, adulterating her blood, uh, her blood and removing her from the bosom of her own people. The Jew uses every possible means to undermine the racial foundations of a subjugated people. And so that is a straight-up quote, one of many anti-Semitic, hateful quotes from Hitler. And let me go on and say this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Olivier, but Hitler used the writings a lot of Martin Luther, Martin Luther's later, and he became very cynical against the Jewish people later in his life. If you guys want uh, to read a bit about that and how that uh, played in and tied into the um, the what is it called the not the the great solution the the the, the final uh, the, the final solution yeah the final the final solution, solution. Um, he used those writings get the book by Eric Metaxas called um, Bonhoeffer and I would highly highly recommend that book for everybody if you guys want to know more. Uh, how that played, and I uh, would highly encourage you guys to get your hands on that book. But but Eric Metaxas uh, talks about how Bonhoeffer, well, it's actually Bonhoeffer, talks about how Hitler used the writings of Martin Luther to bring those within the church into his evil and demonic plan. So And, and actually, if, if people want to get an idea um, for uh, an idea of what, what the Luther wrote, uh, he, he wrote two pamphlets, uh, the one that everybody is usually referring to, uh, and I'm referring to as well, is uh, uh, of the Jews, on, uh, on the Jews and their lies. And you, you just type that on yeah. the internet, and on the Jews and their lies, and you'll get the text. You, get, you can get a feel for how Luther wrote, um, you know, what he wrote and how he wrote it. And and if, since, you know, we're kind of jumping ahead because I wasn't sure. going to start with the church fathers, but now you jump me in. I know, the, I know. I'm the all over. The Reformation. But let me say this about that. What, what people need to understand that's important is that Martin Luther, when he wrote his book, uh, it was that was at the end of his life. And people ask me all the time when I speak at conferences and in churches, why do you think he did what he did? And I usually tell people it doesn't matter. Yeah, It could be old age. It could be uh, dementia, Alzheimer, uh, uh, hatred, uh, bad pizza the night before, whatever it was. Uh, whatever it was, or combination of all of it, the the, the the issue is not why, what made him write that way. The important part is that it was written, and it exists today, and we absolutely cannot cancel it. It has to be in the works of Martin Luther. It's there. It yep. exists. It needs to be known, and we need to be able to defend the fact that this is nothing. there's nothing Christian about it, but it cannot be taken out because it was there. And on top of that, now, Martin Luther did not look forward to a Holocaust of 6 million Jews, but 
Adolf Hitler look backwards at sure. Hitler. Yeah. So anybody, I agree. so so without making without uh, without using names of of current people sure. yeah. that have done things in the last few weeks, they might say things that are really they 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 said things are really bad about the Jews and about Hitler and and it doesn't mean that they necessarily want to kill another ten million Jews, but whoever is really interested in that will look back and say, hey, those guys had the right idea. Let me finish up the job, which yeah. is exactly what what, what uh, Hitler did. He, he took the words of Luther and and he applied uh, he applied them to his final solution. Yeah, and you know what? Looking forward, not that we're going to move in there right now, but we know that the Antichrist is going to make Hitler's actions look like that of a two-year-old with what he's going to be doing. And Unfortunately, but we're yeah. not there yet. No, we're not. We which means that there's still time. Oh yeah, and that's that, that's that's what I want to impress. I know that that's really my 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 hope and my prayer is that when I talk to people online, when I talk to people in churches, it's like, listen, I you know I'm pre trip pre mill yeah. pre everything. I don't even eat post cereal just to be safe. <laughs> that was my joke number two. That's the other joke. <laughs> yes, and it's also no, po no post toasties. I, I, I steal all my joke from Putin Bob. So if you don't like them, it's his fault. Uh, but um, uh, I I know that we're going to be raptured before the tribulation. It doesn't mean that things are not going to get worse before the tribulation. We are right now seeing things getting worse on a daily basis. Uh, but until we're raptured, we have an opportunity to reach out to the Jewish people. I yeah. mean, to reach out to all the, all people that are sure. lost. But my, my my specialty, my my burden, my 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 passion is to reach my own people. Because, no, absolutely, you know, absolutely. Hard and and, uh, uh, and here's something. Since you're going all over the map, I'm going to go all over the map. Please, too. yeah, please do, please do. When you share the gospel, that the, the age that we live in, 2022, almost 2023, when you share the gospel with a Jewish man today, you could possibly be planting a seed in the heart and mind of one of the 144,000 yeah. that will be going on the other side of the rapture into the tribulation, and that will become the uh, the, the selected few, 144,000 from 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes that God will select and use mightily to, to get a lot of people saved during the tribulation. So you could be planting a seed. They might reject you. They might, they might ridicule you, make fun of you, but they could end up being left behind and becoming one of the 144,000. So don't forget that and be encouraged to share with the Jewish people. Man, that puts a smile on my face when you say that, because you know what? It just shows, it goes to show how close we are to the Lord just taking I, I'm us not going to set dates. Because I know, no one's setting dates. I get that. But you know what? We know the season. We know the season, man. And if we're looking at the world stages, I'm always harping on this. No one knows the day. No one knows the hour. God is the only one that knows that. We get it. But the Lord did tell us, you'll know the season of my return. And boy, are we in that season? And and I think, I, yeah, I think we're in that season. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Right now, we are seeing end times anti-Semitism, and uh, the 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 next wave of the next uh, iteration of anti-Semitism, I should say, yeah. is what I call uh, a tribulation anti-Semitism. Yeah. and that's unfortunately the time where two thirds of the Jews are going to be uh, decimated during the tribulation. Uh, we get that from uh, Zechariah 13, 8 and 9. Two thirds will, will, will perish and one third will be uh, refined as silver and gold. Yeah. And But let me, uh, if I may. Yeah, no, let, go, let, go ahead, let, please. Let me encourage our audience again and, and you, uh, Pablo. Uh, when I first saw that, that, that um, 
that passage in Zechariah, I, I wonder if I should read it or yeah. not. Um, you know what? Please do. Let's do that. Whoever has your Bible, Zechariah chapter 12, right? Yeah. That's where we're going. You know, um, I guess one of the golden rules, I've said this before, is that there's not supposed to be any any silence, but we're going to be okay. silent because I love okay, the sound so of the, the sound Bible. Of oh, okay. man, I, I love it. I don't know what version you use. I use the New American Standard because that's the one that Jesus used. Oh, okay. So, he he didn't use the the New King James, right? Can you imagine? I don't think that the Lord went around saying, "Thou, you are sinning. Thou, you must come over here." I don't think that the Lord used that kind of accent, but I don't think so. Yeah, no. So anyway, and the New American <laughs> Standard is not the one Jesus used. That was my. Favorite. I know. I know. <laughs> how many? How many jokes do I just, get? Just, you know true? what? It, this is. I love it. Just keep joking. I love it. This is great. This is good All stuff. Right, so in in uh, yeah, I gotta tell you, Pablo, the topic that I cover, which you know, I did not pick anti-Semitism as a topic when I did that 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 paper and that sermon on Psalm eighty three twenty yes. some years ago. Uh, it kind of started me on that on 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 that journey to to learn more and and become uh, somewhat of an authority on anti-Semitism, I guess. And and I never picked it, but I I read on it and I teach it daily. Yeah. And if I don't have a sense of humor, I just you know I got to put my head <laughs> in, 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 in the oven and turn the gas on. I gotta have a little. Oh, we you have know, to. Hundred percent. Yep, I agree, and that's one of the reasons why. Uh, at times, I like to keep things lighthearted because hey, look, at the end of the day, God's the one that's given us our sense of humor. And right. uh, laughter comes from the Lord. I love laughter, especially when I'm laughing so hard that my stomach hurts. This is just, it's really, really good. So, All right, so read on. this, uh, Pablo. In uh, Zechariah 13, verse 8 and 9, it will, come about in, it will come about in all the land, declares the Lord, that two parts in it will be cut off and perish, but the third will be left in it. And... Um, uh, Verse 9. And I will bring the third part through the fire, refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. This is huge. This is, in the context of speaking of, of Israel, the Jewish people. Okay? So two-thirds of the Jewish people during the tribulation are going to perish. Yep. That is not something I I like. But yep. That is something that I, I, I cannot cancel that. Okay? Sure. You cannot cancel that verse. It's there. So... There's one third that's going to be refined. And I remember when I first saw that verse years ago, I was a baby believer. My wife led me to the Lord before I could marry her. So I'm talking to my wife early Amen. on. And I go like, you know, I'm studying the Bible. And again, I've been a media believer for a couple of years. And I yeah. look at this and I go, this is crazy. I don't like this. If it was to happen right now, there's 15 million yeah. Jews. That means that 10 million are going to die. Yeah. That's more than the Holocaust. Yeah. And she goes, that's true, but read the read the passage again. So I read the passage again, and I go, so it didn't change. And she goes, there's something that you don't notice, is that God, when He wants to give you exact numbers, the 144,000, that's right, and you know the 40 years, the 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 12, this, you know, all those things with with exact numbers, the numbers of the people fighting this battle yeah. and the days and the trumpets. He gives numbers when He needs to give us numbers. That's right. Here, what does He give us? He gives us a percentage, two-third, one-third. Guess what? Yeah. The more Jewish people hear the gospel before the rapture, the more the number will reduce. It will still be two-third and one-third, but it doesn't have to be 10 million and 5 million. Yeah. Because as many Jews who hear the gospel and accept Yeshua sure. as their Messiah, before the rapture, they will be taken with us, and that number reduces. It's another encouragement to 
preach the gospel to the Jewish people Amen. because we have a percentage, not an exact number. I love and that it. to me. That was huge. Yeah, and you know what? I want to I want to make sure that you read the last two parts of that verse where it said, "I will say, go for it." Read the that part. What God tells them that they will say. Uh, uh, the, 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 uh, verse nine. Yeah, in verse nine. Okay, and uh, well, I'll read verse nine again. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I forgot there was on the other page. You're right. Yes, that's huge. That's huge. Oh my gosh! Of course, <laughs> and I will say they are my people, and they will say the Lord is my God. Amen. It's that... like it's it's like they they will just you know embrace God. That's right. That and, is uh, that is huge. Now, now this, listen to this, friends. This when that happens at the end of tribulation. The one third that survives is going to say what Yeshua, Jesus, asked them to say in Matthew, uh, was it 24, 25, when he says, you will not see me again until you say, blessed, blessed is you who comes in the name of the Lord. Say that in, say that in Hebrew. Baruch Hashem Adonai. I love that. Sounds beautiful. That sounds beautiful. And so when, so he, he, here's the bottom line. And, and this is really, this is the at the core of why anti-semitism exists right there yeah because when the jewish people say baruch Hashem adonai blessed is you comes in the name of the lord then guess what that's when jesus yeshua comes back from heaven with the saints with us with who us. have been raptured with them he comes back with us and splits the mount of olives and and that's the end of the tribulation and he's going to bring in the messianic kingdom and guess who is out of a job at that time satan Oh, praise God. And he does not like his retirement plan. Yeah. I love his so retirement. So he wants to stop it. I love or, his or, retirement Or make plan. sure it doesn't happen or postpone it. And why do you, how do you postpone something like that to have, from happening? Two ways. You turn the Jews against Jesus so yeah. they don't like him, so they don't call on him. Yep. Or you turn the church against the Jews so they hate the Christians and they stay away from Christianity. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened in the last 2,000 years. And Satan, this is why, going back to my definition, satanic i mean demonic uh, uh uh hatred of the jewish people it is at the root from satan and now let me jump in there and maybe add as the root cause for satan's hatred obviously there are more reasons than one but i think one of the main reasons why satan hates the jewish people so much is because our lord and savior came out of the jewish people too that our messiah comes from the jewish people I, w I would say that, that that is definitely part of it, but I would even simplify it, Pablo. I would say that God, uh, 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 Satan loves everything that God hates Absolutely. and hates everything that God loves. Yes. And God calls our people the apple of his eye in Zechariah 2.8. Yeah. And, and you know, the chosen people, we're not saved by virtue of being Jewish. That's a whole other discussion. We, we still need the, 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 the atoning of, 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 of Yeshua's blood on the cross as Jews, Gentiles. Everybody is the same. We all give to God the same way, but we are a chosen people for God's purpose, and we are the apple of His eye. Yep. God loves the Jewish people, mm -hmm. and because He loves the Jewish people, Satan's going to hate them. And Thank you're right, you, man. Messiah Jesus came through the through, through the Jewish people. Yeah. All the prophets were Jews. That's right. All the apostles were Jews, except for uh, Luke. Yeah, here's joke number four. Luke was Jewish <laughs> by profession. He was a doctor. He was a doctor. There you go. Good thing he wasn't a lawyer. No, never mind. Been, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. But, uh, so, uh, but that's but that's at the core. And then you go to um, Zechariah twelve ten, and that's that's what's going to happen. I will pour out on the house of da uh, on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, so that they will look on me whom they have pierced, 
and they will mourn for him as one mourns for an only son, and they will weep bitterly over him, like the bitter weeping of, of, of over a firstborn. This that's when Yeshua returns, when the yeah. Jewish people say Baruch Haba Bashem Adonai, second coming. The second coming will not take place until all of the remnant of the Jewish people at the end of the tribulation turn their eyes into the into the sky and say, Yeshua, we missed you the first time. You are the Messiah. Please come. Amen. Amen. You know what what blows my mind too is I'm a Gentile and I am so grateful for my Jewish brothers because had it not been for my Jewish brothers, where do we get grafted into, man? There's no grafting, dude. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm really grateful for for us being able to be grafted in and you are my brother and it, it just for us to think of the joy that we're going to experience in the presence of the Lord together, it's just by far, it outweighs anything that this earth could ever offer us. And so to me, this is huge because um, to, to be able to know uh, this the, the roots of this hatred and to know where it's going, where we're at now, um, it's very, very important for us as brothers and sisters in Christ to make sure that we stand against that rising tide of anti-Semitism and stand shoulder to sh shoulder with our uh, with our Jewish brothers and sisters for sure. Because like you said, the Jews aren't perfect and neither are the Gentiles. Let me simplify it even more. There is nobody perfect. No, not one. Not one person. Everybody has sinned. Jews and Gentiles alike. It doesn't matter. We need Jesus Christ he died on that cross for everybody, everybody. Yep. We all need that, that beautiful blood that he shed on Jesus Christ for the for forgiveness of our sins and eternal life. And without that, it doesn't matter. Now, here's one thing. Jesus was not a Christian. <laughs> Let's not forget that. You know, some people are like, whoa, that's crazy what you just said. But Jesus was Jewish. He was Jewish. Imagine that. You know, and that is something that we always need to keep right here in the forefront of our minds. Now, that doesn't mean that we need to get legalistic about things because, unfortunately, legalism has crept back up. We had the Pharisees, which were legalistic, the legalistic sect, and then we had the uh, the Sadducees that were the liberal side of things. And so God is not calling us to be legalistic about things and go, hey, I love my Jewish sisters and brothers so much that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do everything that they do, you know, and, and it's almost, in the, and what I mean by that is uh, following the law, right? Because that's not what God has called us to do. Would you mind really quick, just briefly, I know I got off topic because I've heard that a lot, is... Excuse me, why is it that I always get phone calls when I'm online? It's, it's Answer the phone and we'll say hi to them. I think that'd be cool. Go for Actually, it. Actually, that would be really cool. That would Andy be Woods. cool. And I'm totally cool. into that. It was Andy Woods. What you should call him back and go, Andy. We're you're on live right now on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man, by the way. He's, yeah. he's, he's uh, incredible. Yeah, Have you had him on your show yet? No, he refuses to come on my show. I don't know why. No, I'm just kidding. I'm putting words in his mouth. I've asked him. He's busy, and I get that. But uh, if you want to put in a, a good word, hint, hint. I will. All right, I will. He's a good man. And I know. Right, so, uh, um, uh, yeah, on the law. Okay, so. There's there's a couple of things. Uh, I'm Jewish. Yep. I'm still Jewish. 
some people would disagree with me. I mean, obviously, within my Jewish family and friends and the, and the, the, the mainstream Jude Jewish people would disagree with me, would say some, not all, but some would say you're not Jewish anymore, you're a Christian, which is nonsense. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, from what I understand in, in, in the Bible, uh, when, when I accepted Yeshua as my savior, uh, I basically he paid the price for the penalty of all my sins, past, present, and future, and he freed me from the bondage of the Mosaic law. Amen. That's where I'm so, getting at. You know, so I don't have to keep the law. Now I can keep some of it. Sure. Uh, if I want to, if it makes me feel good, if it, if it, if it makes me feel closer to God for whatever reason, I can keep some of it. I can, you know, I can keep the Sabbath. I can keep the uh, 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 keep kosher, and I happen to not keep kosher. Yeah. But I could. I know. Yeah. I know Messianic Jews who keep kosher. Sure. I know non-Jews, Gentile Christians who keep kosher, yep. whatever they want to do. It's okay to do any of those things, but what's not okay is uh, is to tell others that they should do it as well. Sure. That becomes legalism. Yep. If you want to do anything that's that's part of the Mosaic law, uh, because it, it makes you feel special or different or whatever reason, and in your life, the tradition... Do it, but do it. It's between you and God, or between right. your family and God. That's right. Don't force it on other people, and because that's when it becomes legalism. And Absolutely, that is, that is wrong. So that's that's what I uh, uh, I, I I'm freed from the law. I you know I and, and the people that uh, uh, the 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 people that really concern me the most are the Gentile side of things. Yes, Gentile Christians who are. Uh, uh, you know, I, I hate to paint with broad strokes, but but there's a movement that most people will know as uh, uh, Hebrew roots. Yeah. Movement, yep. Yep. When you have basically Gentiles, uh, and there is, of course, anytime you have a anytime you have a movement, you're gonna find a spectrum of orthodoxy, or not orthodoxy, a spectrum of practice. Uh, 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 within that movement. So you're going to have people in the Hebrew roots movement that are going to be very mild. Uh, I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And people are going to be extreme, more legalist and, yep. and everything in between. But they're basically, uh, uh, the, 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 there are people within that movement that believe that Gentile Christians who wants to become believers, they are not grafted in the tree of blessing of, of Israel and the Jewish people, but they become part of ethnic Israel. Yeah. And and that makes, this is not biblical. Yep. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, absolutely. Let me clarify that if I may, there's two words that we need to understand, the difference between two words, Judaism and Jewishness. Once you understand that, it clarifies a lot. Let me explain. Yes. Jewishness is something that you're born with. I was born a Jew from Jewish parents. Ethnically speaking, my blood in my veins is Jewish blood. I did not have a dialysis or a blood transfusion when uh, after I became a believer. It's the same blood. That's right. I'm still I'm still Jewish. So that's Jewishness. It's an ethnic state that you inherit from your parents and you give to your children. That's Jewishness. Judaism, on the other hand, is something you choose to practice. So you do not have to be born a Jew to practice Judaism. You can be a Gentile and practice Judaism. And to an extent, that's what the Hebrew Roots Movement does. You can also be a Jew and not practice anything. You still remain a Jew. Correct. So that's Jewishness. And, and I wish my Jewish friends would understand that because... The fact that I don't practice mainstream Judaism, but I practice, uh, you know, uh, Messianic Judaism or Biblical sure. Christianity, whatever we want to call it, 
does not negate my 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 Jewish heritage. Of course, that's not. Jewishness. That yeah. I, I'm born a Jew. I'll die a Jew. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to, I want to, and, and the reason why I wanted to clarify that is because I think there's this misnomer that by doing certain, uh, like you said, you know, uh, uh, holding fast to certain messianic laws, for some odd reason, it, it would make us better Christians. And that's not the case. That's not the I case. Tell people, I tell people all the time, there's a simple answer, and that's that. You cannot become more saved. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you just yeah. can't. Yeah. You cannot become more saved because this is what people are trying to do, even though they don't admit it. They act uh, uh, under the law, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, as they're going to get more saved. Sure. You don't get more saved. I don't even think uh, uh, you don't get more uh, favor. Uh, you don't earn more favor. No, the- no, you 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 don't, and and that and that's something they need to know. And and another thing is the law, and I forgot the verse where Paul talks about that. The law is a unit. We as humans, we like to categorize things, so we talk about the legal part of it yep. and the ceremonial part of it. But the law is a unit. And friends, it's not ten commandments; it's six hundred and thirteen commandments. Yeah. And about a third of them, and I could be off on that, could be a little less, but a, a big section of it is all connected to the temple. So temple has been destroyed in 8070. You can no longer practice those laws to keep you know, the sure. law because they're temple related. Okay, so it's it's over. And because it's a unit, if you break one, you broke them all. Yep. Yep. So whatever you do to practice the law today, it has to be for your own benefit, not pushing it on anybody and not to get more saved because that is not what the Bible teaches. Yeah, that's correct. hundred percent. If you're, if you're guilty of one area of the law, if you've broken one area of the law, you are guilty of breaking the entire thing, right? One jot or one tittle. So, right. um, okay. So we, we covered and, and I know we're just kind of jumping around. I know that we're running low on time. We're at, I, 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 I feel like I'm on a theological trampoline. <laughs> we are, and that's that's the way it is with me. We're just jumping around. We're jumping over that's each a, other. That's a new one for me, a theological <laughs> the trampoline. trampoline. Oh, man, you know what? That's a good way of putting it, because I do that. I jump around a lot, and you know what? I love the fact that the Holy Spirit leads conversations, because that's the way that I like to roll. Yeah, I have a, a, an outline, but I'm totally okay with going outside of that and moving into different areas. Now, really, I didn't notice. Yeah, right. You didn't notice that, right? Of course. Nope, and and nope. nobody else, very, nobody very else did either. Very structured. Very no. I mean, I didn't notice. <laughs> so listen, we covered. We didn't even. Well, we barely touched on church fathers. We're gonna leave that there because maybe we can revisit that at a future time. But uh, we kind of covered a bit anti-Semitism in the past. Um. Here's where we could get in a bit of hot waters is covering that right now. And there is a lot of anti-Semitism going on present day. So if maybe we could just quickly cover today and then end times anti-Semitism, what's coming in the future? That would be great. I'll be careful how I say it. Yeah. uh, Before we jump to today, uh, let me just say this about that. Uh, The the Church Fathers established a foundation that uh, what they did is they started to look at scripture allegorically. And many of them look at scripture allegorically. And the difference is when you look at scripture allegorically, it means that you don't necessarily take it literal. So something can mean something to somebody and something else to somebody else, or it could even have uh, multiple meanings. Or So it, it gets, the sky's the limit. Mm-hmm. So 
you have to have a little you know grammatical historical approach which is my approach sure. as a dispensationalist and it does it, it leaves room for figures of speech it's just like even the figures of speech are structured in a way that they always are symbolic of the same things yes all throughout the bible so there is there's a, a there's a method to uh to this madness uh so um, the church fathers started studying allegorically, and then that's when the idea that the church had become the new Israel mm. started to, in its infancy, it started to come out uh, in the, the, the early, uh, early as, as early as 150, uh, AD 150, I think, or 120, and I forgot which church father it was, is the concept of, of, they don't call it replacement theology, that's much later that's called sure. that. Is the idea that the church has replaced Israel in the promises of God and the covenants of God? So basically, the church fathers probably did not uh, would not like to be told that, but basically they were calling God a liar and a covenant breaker. Yeah, absolutely. When God said, "My covenant with Israel is eternal, unconditional," and, and He meant what He said. Yeah, eternal means forever, and unconditional means there is. It's not based on Israel, and thank God for that. Yeah. Not based on Israel's performance. Yeah. Not based on the on the Jewish people's performance. It's based on God's character. Yes, and because of that, then we know that He's going to keep going on His promise. So He cannot. He will never. Uh, transfer those promises and covenants onto a different people group, being the church or whatever else. Amen. It Amen. is still to Israel. It, five of the covenants that God, God made eight main covenants with mankind. Out of the eight, five were made with Israel. And out of those five, four, the Abrahamic, the Davidic, the land, and the new covenant were all unconditional. God sure. just said, I will. Yeah. Unconditional and eternal. Yeah. Amen. One was conditional. It was the Mosaic Covenant. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad, you, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Pastor Brandon and I talked briefly about that. Uh, I don't remember if it was this year or last year, but the difference between conditional and unconditional covenants. It's and, huge. Yeah. It's, it's enormous. And that's where the mistake is made in thinking that Genesis 12, you know what I mean? The Abrahamic Covenant is a conditional covenant, and it is not. It is unconditional conditional and so it's important uh, for us to understand that absolutely that, that I, it, listen uh, uh pablo every single time i teach a new class you know on, i teach i teach a couple of classes on zoom uh, every week and i do one at my church uh, every time i teach a new class uh, i don't even tell the people i give them the notes and stuff but we don't even start in the notes until we've done two things Number one, I explained to them which hermeneutics we're going to be using, yeah. you know, literal, grammatical, historical. But the first class I really teach them is I go over the covenants. If you don't have an understanding of the covenants, you really, you, 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 you can go through the Bible, but having an understanding of God's covenants with mankind, and particularly with Israel, really helps you navigate through the narrative. Yeah, absolutely. There's your next book, Olivier. You got to write a well, book on plenty the plenty of books have been written on that. Plenty uh, of books, but not but by maybe you. Maybe you and I can do a show. Yeah, that'd be great. You know what? That would be good. I say we do that. I say we do our next one on the covenants because I think it's really important to make sure that we nail those down, the conditional and the unconditional, and how important those are. Like you said, let's. I agree with you. I'll shake hand with you. Yep. We can make a covenant. Yeah, let's do that for sure. And that's uh, we're gonna make it unconditional because that means we have to do it. We are now committed to doing that. So. <laughs> Uh, um, you are worse than me on the giver. <laughs> okay, listen. Um, let's let's just briefly tell us because we're going to come back and revisit this as well. But briefly tell us, and again, I don't say this lightly. Where are okay. we headed 
when okay, it comes yeah. to anti-Semitism. So, sorry, I mean, I, I was... I, no, you're so, good. So we, we, let me go back. Sure. And I'll be quick. We have the Church Fathers take an allegorical approach. that We we have replaced Israel as the new Israel. The Jewish people are uh, not in, in, in God's favor anymore. And they started teaching that. And then they started writing all those things that were really not nice uh, uh, about the Jewish people. And then what you have, you have, uh, you have uh, the... the, the the majority, all the masses during those times, the Dark Ages and the Middle Ages, all the way through the Reformation, all the masses, the people, they don't, they don't have books, they don't read, they don't, they don't know anything. They listen to their leaders. They go, if they go to a church, they're going to go listen to their preacher who's going to be doing a, a sermon against the Jews or whatever. And so they start developing this hatred because it's like, hey, if they're replaced by God, I don't care about them. So slowly but surely, laws are 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 enacted against the Jews and yep. in favor of the Christians yeah. to separate, to ostracize the two, uh, the, to, to separate the two, uh, the two communities. And, 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 and it's, it, it, it gets more and more. Uh, so what started as theological anti-Judaism became uh, 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 almost 2000 years later, uh, um, racial anti-Semitism. I call it racial because that basically is what it was at the time of the Holocaust. Okay. It became Racial anti-Semitism. This race of the Jews is a subhuman race. That's what Hitler called it. He yeah. called us a subhuman race or vermin. What do you do with vermin? You you you, you exterminate them. them. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, ex exactly. If you can bring the Jewish people down to a state of vermin or subhuman, then people will have no problem eliminating. Uh, uh, you dehumanize the, the 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 people group that you want to eliminate, yeah. and then people will not have any guilt. Yeah, Helping no, absolutely. Okay, and then so that leads us to what is coming, unfortunately, which is far worse than where we've been. So just briefly talk us through that. Uh, right now, uh, so so two decades after the Holocaust, uh, there was a bit of respite. People thought the anti-Semitism was 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 done with. It was it was they were just not talking about it because it was too fresh in the sure. in, 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 in the global psyche, it was like, uh, yeah, they killed the Jews. You know, uh, we uh, let's not talk about this. They thought it was over, and then it came back. It, it kind of repackaged itself. Uh, well, the enemy, the Satan, repackaged it, and we have this new anti-Semitism when the victims become the perpetrators, the perpetrators become the victims, yep. and this new Middle East uh, anti-Jewish narrative. I'm trying to use words that sure. are going to get in trouble. Yep. Uh, um, you know, anti-Jewish narrative, uh, uh, anti-Zionist, anti-Jewish, anti-Israel. Um, and, and and so now we are at a place where, uh, uh, and that is the topic of the book of mine that's coming out, uh, hopefully in January or February, called the, uh, I got to read the title properly here. It's going to be called The Normalization of Antisemitism, When the Oldest Hatred Becomes the New Normal. Yeah, great. great. And that is, uh, basically, we are at a place right now where antisemitism is, is, is going mainstream. Yeah. It's going mainstream. It's coming from every angle in, you can imagine. It's coming from 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 uh, entertainment world. It's coming from uh, the political arena. It's coming from uh, uh, from different groups on the internet. It's it's and 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 my fear, and I, I'm starting to see it now, is that it's becoming normalized. It's like in in other words, in, in the book, I I I, uh, I describe uh, nine or ten different. Um, uh, criteria or stages that make it for the normalization of anti-semitism and nine of them have already happened yeah and, uh um i think i have it give me a second here because it's worth reading yeah uh i 
have it in a, a short uh, right here. I'll tell you it's right here. While you do that, let me tell folks, start formulating your questions. I got one that came through. I took a screenshot of it because the feed was moving. But um, yeah, if, okay, you guys, so, if you guys formulate so you your... Yeah, uh, let, let me just tell this, folks, get your questions ready. Put them all in capital letters because as soon as we're done here, we're going to go to questions. All right, folks, go for it. Okay, so the 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 uh, the... the, the we're looking right now at the normalization of anti-Semitism. Normalization is when you take something that's really not normal and it becomes normal. Nobody yeah. is questioning it anymore. It becomes part of everyday life. That's it, right. It, it comes and goes and people don't even pay attention, don't even fight it because it's part of the norm. And for that to happen, this is what has to happen. Apathy. Okay, now, the first nine, not necessarily in, the, in exactly the same order, and some of them overlap, and some of them continue sure. as, as the others occur. But those are the first nine. Apathy, lack of education, low or incorrect reporting, desensitization, lack of accountability, empowerment, demonization of the defenders, persecution of Jews and of the defenders, Encouragement to kill. Those nine already exist today. Yeah. I, I, I can give you an example for an, another 10 shows if you want. And then the last one, mass murder of Jews. Yeah. That's where we're gearing towards. And we know from what I read you in Zechariah that the mass murder of Jews is going to happen again. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm pleading with you if you're watching, talk to your Jewish friends or yeah. email me. And, and if you have questions about how to talk to them, watch my videos, talk to me. I, I live to share the gospel with my people. So talk to me, email me, ask me. I'm there for you. Amen. Amen, folks. Now, listen, there's a lot we didn't get to, Olivier, which is totally fine because um, I'm definitely going to have you back on. And uh, coming into 2023, for sure, we'll have multiple shows and we'll definitely talk about so much that we didn't get to cover today and so much more because I think it's very, very important, especially as we move into the last days and, you know, the, the world we're currently living in, it's very important for us to get a hold and, and grasp, uh, a firm grasp on these things. So, folks, listen, uh, Olivier, you cool for questions? We going to do that? How much more time do you have? Uh, let's, let's just take a handful of questions, and, and uh, we're good from there. So, so uh, uh, what, yes. what I want you to do is yes. I want you to put my email in the, uh, in the chat box, Olivier Melnick for truth at gmail.com. Okay, I let mean, me they do that. can find that if they go to my YouTube channel. It's in the description of every video. But I want to let you guys know, if you ask a question that's going to require more explanation, I'd rather e answer it in an email to you. So email me the question. If we don't have time to answer it, I will do it offline. Okay, so do it again. What is your email again? My name, Olivier Melnick. Yep. Not Oliver, okay? Olivier nope. Melnick. Yep. yep. Number four. Yep. Truth. Olivier Melnick for truth at... Okay gmail.com gmail.com all right folks there i just put it in there there is olivier's uh email if you guys want uh to send him if we don't get to the questions and you want to ask him there it is you can send it to him okay so here we go let's get started first question to you and i took a screenshot of this let me move this over is from veronica higginbotham question are we grafted into the covenants being born again in christ jesus Grafted into the covenants, uh, I think you, you you become partakers of the covenants. Yes. Okay. Uh, the problem is that a lot of Gentile Christians have uh, misunderstood that part and they've become takerovers. 
Yes. Uh, you're not a taker over, you're a partaker. And there are parts of the covenants that will never apply to Gentiles. Correct. Not that you, you care. For instance, the land was given to the Jewish people. The land has always been given to the Jewish people. It belongs to the Jewish people. It's It belongs to God, really. Yeah. But it's, it's given to the Jewish people. The deed was given to the Jewish people. So when the covenants talk about the land, that is not something that Gentiles are actually, you know, beneficiaries of. But the blessings and the different things you have become partakers of the covenant. Amen. So praise God for that. Uh, somebody wants to know. All right. Norman Salas. Um, let me see. Does Olivier sell his beautiful paintings? Yes, he does. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't do a uh, a business of it. But I have done uh, a lot of originals over the years, and I used to make prints of them. I don't have time to do it anymore. I will. I sell originals. If you're interested, email me, and I have a whole. Uh, I have a few left, including the ones behind me. And uh, I can tell you uh, more about it. Yeah, and the and the email is there, folks. I put it back in there. Ruthie, if you get a chance, if you wouldn't mind, just copy and paste uh, Olivier's email again, just so that we get it once again in the chat. That would be wonderful. And everybody, thank you. I don't. I think Lisa D went back over to Pastor T's, and uh, we got Ruthie. So um, everybody, thumbs up to Ruthie, our lovely moderator. She's doing an amazing job. So. Uh, okay, here's another question for you. Uh, Pookie Martinez wants to know, question, will we know exactly where the Ark of the Covenant is before the rapture? I have my opinions about that. I don't think so, but I'll throw that over to you. Pookie, don't you have a life, man? You're everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's, you know what? You know what? He something funny. He's my moderator on Thursdays. Oh, there you go. There you go. Hey, exactly. that's great. That is he's cool. A, he's a jewel. He's a jewel. He's a wonderful, wonderful brother. Uh, I don't know where the Ark of the Covenant uh, is. And um, something that we, uh, what was the Ark of the Covenant made of? Are you asking wood. me? Yeah. Acacia, 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 acacia wood. wood. Yeah. Overlaid with gold. Acacia wood inlaid with gold. With gold, yeah. It was not solid gold. Sure. It was acacia wood inlaid with gold. There is a big possibility for it to be completely rotten and gone. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just being honest with you. No, 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 no. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I and and I I lean uh, towards towards that direction as well. I now here's a question. Let me let me build on that. Do they need the Ark of the Covenant in order to establish the third temple? No. All right. So, it was not in the second one. That's right. So there you go, folks. There's there's this big push with the Ark of the Covenant. Where is it? Where is it? At the end of the day, it. I'll be frank with you. Don't mean to sound insensitive. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, uh, that what they need to establish the third temple, and I did a I did a great video on that. Uh, uh, is they need the ashes of the red effort. Yeah. Yeah, we have and, what? Um, How many did they get? Five or five? Five, right? But, yeah. you, but do you want to know where they got them from? Yeah, from where you're at, your home state. Not just my home state, my my hometown. Oh wow! So you're breeding. In, Wait, I are you? Rock, I live in Rockwell, Texas. Are you breeding heifer, red heifers in your backyard, Olivier? No, I no, I, <laughs> no, I don't. But they found twenty minutes, twenty minutes south of me is the uh, the range where the five red heifers were selected. Now I haven't heard anything about them in a couple of months, but yeah. they flew them to Israel. It was a big deal. Yeah, it's huge. I haven't heard anything and. I asked, um, who was it that I was talking to? How many years? What is it? Two years? I know that two it's years. two years, right? Okay, so, well, we have at least two years. We'll see what happens then. 
Um, okay, let me see. Is it uh, Norman Salas? Uh, let me see if there's someone. Norman, I'll come back to your question. I want to take someone a flowerly question. What exactly is a Messianic Jew? A Messianic Jew is another way to say, okay, Messiah is the way, uh, the English word for Mashiach. Okay, Mashiach, Messiah, Christ, Christian, all the same thing. Uh, uh, Messianic Jew is a Jew who is following the Messiah, not Masonic, like the Masonic Lodge, you know, that's that's your cult. No, no, Messianic from Messiah. So I'm a Messianic Jew. I'm a Jew, born a Jew, I'll die a Jew, who believe that Jesus is the Messiah and he died for my sins and he rose again and his blood shed on the cross. I accept that his blood paid for my, paid my debt and I am now in God's family uh, for eternity. That's that's what a Messianic Jew is, a Jew who believes that Jesus is the Messiah. And also a completed Jew. I've heard that as well, too. Yeah, correct? completed Jew. I, 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 to be honest with you, all those terms are, uh, you know, uh, Hebrew Christian, Jewish yeah. Christian, Messianic Jew, completed Jew. Uh, I like to call myself, especially lately, because of so, so much bad, uh, the bad rep that Christianity and Christians have received by a lot of people that actually call that themselves that, but they do a yeah. disgrace uh, to the to the faith. I call myself a Jewish believer in Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love it. Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? Um, okay, uh, let's see. Norman Salas. Uh, okay, do rabbinic Jews, and I would imagine who do not believe in original sin, if so, what is a rabbinic Jew? Uh, the, first of all, Rabbinic Judaism is exists on a spectrum of of, of orthopraxy. You got the, the 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 reform or reconstructionist rabbis, the the um, <clears throat> the um, conservative rabbis, the orthodox rabbi, the ultra orthodox. So it exists on a spectrum, and a belief in original sin is is going to vary from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. But the rabbis basically. Uh, believe in the Old Testament, the Jewish Bible, same thing. That's the Old Testament, except that a few books of the Old Testament that we have are in a different order in the Jewish Bible. And also the uh, uh, first, Chron first Second Chronicles, First Second Kings, First Second Samuel in the Jewish Bible exist as one book, Samuel, Kings, Chronicles. So you, as a result, you get three books less in the Old Testament in the Jewish Bible, huh. just because three of them are doubled into one book. Oh, wow. Uh, but that's the same. The Jewish Bible is, that's what we call the Tanakh. Yeah, the and Tanakh. Where we get that from is from the acronym TNK, Torah, the Law of Moses, Nevi'im, the prophets, all the prophets, sure. no major minor, all the prophets, N for Nevi'im, and K for Ketuvim, the writings, Psalm, Proverbs, all the wisdom literature. So TNK, Tanakh. So the Jewish people read and believe in the Tanakh. But more than that, over the centuries, the, the, our people developed this additional law uh, 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 um, uh, interpretation and commentary known as the Talmud. The Talmud is, is a commentary on the Jewish uh, books of the Bible, on the, uh, on the Old Testament. And uh, so you've got those books in the Talmud. They're not inspired. They're written by rabbis that have great wisdom, great insight, very, uh, you know, great, great uh, uh, view into history and Jewish history. But they're not inspired like the book, like the book of the Old Testament. Right. But unfortunately, 
I can't, I don't have time to really go into details on that. The Jewish people today, and then for a while now, not just today, but it's been a while, uh, attach more importance to the Talmud than the Old Testament. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because the Talmud is just a commentary by fallen men. Yeah. Uh, it is exactly as if I was taking a, a, a Ryrie Bible with the, all the commentaries and Ryrie on the bottom part of the bible yep. and i would say i only read the notes under the line sure. because that's 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 what i i that's how i run i, I run my life sure that's what jewish people do with the talmud they only apply the talmud if it's not in the talmud it might be in the bible uh to the point where you can disagree with the bible you cannot disagree with the rabbi yeah that's, that's how far they are and you know what i'm not gonna all I, I like what you said don't you know not to paint with a broad brush but i think us gentiles do a very similar thing when we read more books than we do focus on the word of god right we read we read books on commentaries on the bible instead of actually getting into the word of god and like i say get the word of god into us right um i've recommended this book a billion times it's called The Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. It's back here. And oh, yes, it is good. it is a fabulous book. It's the scriptures interpreting the scriptures. And uh, hey, listen, if you don't read any other book except the word of God, you'll be just fine. But I'm not down on but I'm not down on, you know, reading other books because duh, fabulous books. But uh, don't make and I, that. I, and I, pr I promise you, I don't claim anywhere in the in, in my book that I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Wait, hold on. Let me see. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, right here. I am not inspired. No, I'm just kidding. You don't write that in there. <laughs> no, but it's it's implied. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm I'm gonna I, I need to. Yeah, we're gonna skedaddle. Yeah, we're gonna wrap this down, folks. Thank you guys for the questions, Olivier. Really quick, let me show folks. Um, this is your website. You guys can find it at newantisemitism.com. I do have it linked below. And also, please uh, go to... Uh, I did put the link of the video. We didn't get to that. Evelyn returns to... Is it Pal? Paul? Yeah, Paul. Oh, yeah. Okay, Paul. Yeah. And um, again, yeah, if my YouTube, yeah. you guys go to uh, Olivier's YouTube channel right here and subscribe also, um, I think it was Liz that got the book. Email Olivia. Oh, she already she already texted me. I just okay. got the text. Very cool. So listen, folks, also Serpents and Doves website. Share it um, with as many folks as you can as well. And again, if you feel led by the Lord to help support the work, there is the donate button. You can do that there. There's three different methods. Olivier, this was great. I loved it. This was fabulous. We'll definitely have you back on again. Uh, love you, brother. And please, folks, go to his store and get this book. It is an amazing book. You won't be let down. And uh, Olivier, before you go, the hope you have, the hope I have. How do people get that hope? Well, the hope I have is that one day I'm going to be in the presence of God for all eternity. And uh, it's, uh, it's a decision I made 39 years ago. It'll be 40 years this coming July that... Uh, I realized I was a sinner. I was separated from God. And I could do nothing to save myself. And I realized that I needed a Savior. And I found him in the person of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. Actually, it's it's all over the Old Testament, all the prophecies about the old, about the Messiah in the Old Testament. And once I, I once I realized that he paid the price for my for my debt, he paid my debt in full. Uh, that's the hope I have is that one day he's going to come back to get me. And uh, I'll spend eternity in the presence of God. And 
the other side of that coin is that you either you know all of us today all of us we do have eternal life it's not a matter of getting eternal life down the road That's we right. have eternal life today what we get to choose is our destination amen i know that my destination is in the presence of god for all eternity and and i don't even I, it's going to be so good i don't even know how good it's going to be amen but the other side of that coin is that if you're not with god you're away from God, and you don't cease to exist. You continue to have eternal life in a lake of fire and brimstone. Eesh. And it's torment for all eternity. Yeah. Physical torment. And that is, it's not. you don't want to go there. No, so you if don't. you made that decision, today's the day. You need to ask Yeshua, Jesus, to become your Savior. It's something you believe in. You say, I, I, I need you in my life. I want you to come in my life. I accept this as a free gift. Please Come in my life. I, I want to be a part of the family of God. Amen. Call on the name of the Lord while he may be found. Folks, listen, last thing I'm going to share with you guys are the gospel cards really quick. If you guys want 25 of those cards, I will send them to you for free. They are great witnessing tools. You can leave those behind at coffee shops, restaurants, hand them out. Uh, I've posted a couple of pictures on social media of how creative uh, some of our Serpents and Doves family members are using these to share Jesus Christ with people. How do you get those? Just go to the website, click on the connect tab right up here, fill this out, subject gospel cards, and give us your, your mailing address. I will get those out to you. If you want more than 25, the only thing again I'm going to ask is you would consider leaving behind a small donation to help offset those costs. If not, I don't care. It doesn't matter. I will still send them to you at no cost if you still want more. So, Olivier, that would be it, brother. This was good. And uh, Lord bless you and everything you do. Looking forward to the new book and to have you back on to talk about covenants. We good? Anytime. You're not going to get rid, rid of me that easy. <laughs> I don't want to. This was a blessing for everybody. And everybody out there, Lord bless you guys. I hope you guys were encouraged, blessed, and challenged to get into the Word of God and get the Word of God in to you. And remember to keep looking up because our redemption draws near. See ya Amen. until the next time. God bless you. Shalom.